Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me. As always, David Berlusconi, huh? tastier than beefaroni, Berlin. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Little switch up there on this yeah. wonderful Wednesday. Yeah, I made you a tasty dish, Dave. That's right. I made you a tasty dish that we all know yeah. you are anyways. That's yeah, what I I'm did a there. snack. That's right. A tasty, a tasty San Francisco treat. Wait, what? That's actually, I think, something else. I can't remember what's the San Francisco treat. Do you remember? I don't know. It's from a... No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's not important. It's important. I've got something important I need to talk about, Dave. Let's hear it. We need to talk about something that's a little unfair in the world right now. Hmm. And I think you'll probably agree with me. Um, okay. Florida man stories. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't really like these stories, Dave. Nope. Getting a little ridiculous. Well, I, I feel, Dave, and maybe I'm wrong with this. But cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Essentially, Dave, what these stories are saying, Florida dudes are stupid and do dangerous things. Yes! Yeah, get- we're freaking crazy. Did I get that right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Very now, accurate. Now, don't get me wrong. There uh, are plenty of stupid and dangerous dudes in Florida. So true. You know? There are definitely those guys out there. There are thousands of stupid and dangerous dudes in Florida. Maybe even tens of thousands. Wow. But here's the kicker, Dave. Every other state has stupid and dangerous dudes, too. Yeah! That's, Completely agree. That's 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 the problem there, right? Stupid and dangerous dudes are like ants. It doesn't matter the environment. Wet, dry, cold, hot, city, farm. You're going to find them that's there. That's a fact. They're going to be They're there. there. They're everywhere. I mean, if this idea of the Florida dude was true, right... We, we could back it up with some kind of evidence. Hmm. We could back it up with some kind of evidence besides just circumstantial evidence of, of articles, of news articles. I mean, like, it, it would be there either in the, the, our average IQ or maybe uh, our crime rate or maybe our, our drug use rate. Well, let's, let's say it's IQ. IQ may not be the best way to determine someone's intelligence, but if it were... Then Florida, we, we'd have the lowest average IQ in the U.S., right? That's what we'd have. Well, that's, sure. a, that's, not, that's not what's going on, Dave. Nope. That's not it. We're not great. What number are we? Uh, it, it varies depending on the year. Um, usually, I will say we're in the bottom 20 half, 25. But, Ooh. you know, but it's, it's, it's okay. We're still not. Oh, we're not 50. We're not last. And sadly, yes, usually yeah. Mississippi is last. That is correct, yes. Um, but we're, we're not last, okay? So you can't use that. And what, okay, maybe, maybe it's not intelligence. Maybe you're saying maybe they're just crime infested. Maybe that's it. Mm. Okay, well, let's take a look at Florida's crime rate. Is it the worst? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Is, is, is it great? No, it's not. But it's definitely not last, all right? We're not last in crime rate either. Surprisingly, exactly. Alaska usually. Per capita, per oh, person, worst Alaska. Crime yeah, 
evil there. Yeah, a lot of cr- a lot of a lot of uh, violent crime too. A lot of violent violent crime. criminals. Yeah, uh, and then okay, maybe lastly, maybe you're saying it's just a high drug use in Florida. Maybe that's it. Hmm. Yeah, no. No, that's not true either. We're not last in that category either, Dave. We're not even in the top 20 as far as high highest drug use. Say what? Yeah. Whoop. Yeah, that's right. Dave, Shout I... Shout out to sobriety. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Dave, I've come to the realization that these Florida man stories are used to make the rest of the country feel better about their winter weather. That's oh. That's what they do. That's what they do. When some guy is sitting in his ice shack in the middle of North Dakota and reads a story about a trailer full of meth in Florida, he's like, see? See? That's why you can't live there. Florida man. That's why you don't want to be in, vac- in vacation or live in Florida. That's right that's right there. I don't want to do doing it. meth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's not true, Dave. That's not true. What I'm saying... All of America is dumb. So true. We're just dumb with better weather. Take that, the rest of the U.S. Take that. That's pretty accurate. With that, are you ready to fire up this dumb Florida show right now? Fired up like the Florida heat, baby. Ooh. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Nice. Mm. Nicely done. Uh, Dave, I'm super excited about this show. I'm super excited. The guest we have, we have none other than Blackstone Cherry. Say what? Big time time rockers out of Kentucky. They're the biggest export out of Kentucky after bourbon, my friend. My goodness. These guys have rocked all over the world. They have platinum records. They just finished a huge tour with Alice Cooper. That's right. The Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're they're taking down their notoriety by coming on our show. That's right. That's right. They're on our show, Dave. <laughs> Very exciting. But first, we start where we always start. Birthday suit. Let's get it. Happy birthday. You got this one. You got this one. So, born on October 30th, 1996. We're going to actually come back to where this guy was born. I just realized this. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Our birthday suit wearer's parents were both athletic. His dad was named the Big 8 Player of the Year in 1994 while he was playing at Missouri. Hmm... His father wasn't there too often in uh, in our birthday suit wearer's young age because he was trying to pursue an international basketball career. Okay. When he visited his father, his father would tell him about how to play the game of basketball. And he would always have important things to say, like basketball IQ is more important than being athletic. That's right. At the start of high school, our birthday suit wearer moved to Mississippi to live with his dad after his dad retired from basketball, and he ended up going to Moss Point High, where he excelled on the basketball team. He was recruited to uh, by many teams. ESPN had him the 18th overall prospect coming out of high school. He ended up going to Kentucky. 
After a year, he went to the NBA and was picked 13th overall by the Phoenix Suns. Hmm. Every year, he has increased his points. Devin Booker. Devin Booker is correct. Yes, indeed. 23, the Michael Jordan year. He's turning the big 2-3. Two, 2-3, three. Two, oh, three. yeah, man. Happy birthday, Devin Booker. I was Dude is a baller. Yeah, I was looking. He has uh, increased every single... Uh, year he has increased in points and assists. Last year he averaged Dang. 26.6 points and 6.8 assists a year, uh, a game. And he has a career high of like 60 something already. Yeah. So yeah, he can. He dude can put it in the basket. Although I will, and this isn't calling him out. I did see him get crossed out, uh, crossed up by uh, the the newcomer. What was uh What was the second uh second pick this year? Um, after Zion. Um. Oh, John Morant. Yes, he got crossed up by him uh, just mm. just the other night. Yeah, crossed him up, shot a three, well, made it. Defense doesn't uh, pay the bills. You know what I mean? Well, uh, he I didn't Not for him. I didn't put up any stats as far as his defense, so oh. I don't think he's too concerned. Yeah. He makes twenty six point <laughs> six points. Who cares? He's getting buckets, exactly buckets, and he's turning twenty three. Big two three. Happy birthday, Devin Booker. Happy birthday. Uh, Dave, it's time to move on. Are you ready? Time to rip some headlines, I man. so. Let's rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Uh, okay. So this first story I'm just amazed by. Um, it's, it's rather amazing. So this story Florida comes from... Does. No, no, no. <laughs> this is from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania man does. Uh, so this story comes from Newsweek. Uh, so Dave, okay. the city of brotherly love wasn't so loving to one man last Friday. What? Not, Uh-oh. not so loving. So the police responded to a call about a potential shooting from the 1700 block of Tymon Street. When officers got to the scene, they found 23 spent shell casings. Mm. 23. Dang. And they were like, hmm, that's a pretty good amount of bullets. So they put out a message to the hospitals in the area to be on the lookout for a gunshot victim. That's when Temple University Hospital said, uh, hey, we got a 27-year-old that just been admitted with 15 gunshot wounds. Wait, what? Jeez. 15, a baker's dozen plus two, plus two (laughs) of gunshots. Not only that, but this is the even more amazing part. This victim, their their name was not released, walked to the hospital. Jeez, that's crazy. It's 2.4 miles from the scene of the crime that he walked. Girl, come on. With 15 wow. gunshots, and the hospital said he's expected to live. Jeez, he they they're they're Man. they're they're pretty sure he's gonna live. He that I, guy. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah, he wins almost any competition of how tough you are. I mean, I he say, fi- he's tougher than me, you, and Justin combined. I mean, plus he, the Baker's dozen. He he finishes any of those contests with well. I was shot 15 times and almost walked a 5K before going to the hospital. Jeez. What? What? That is crazy. It doesn't even matter. You could have got shot all 15 times in the forearm. 
and I wouldn't expect a normal person to live. Nope. Like, he got no. shot up everywhere. Everywhere. He walking. He could have bled, bled out in the 30, 40 minutes it took him to walk that. Crazy, man. Crazy. Dave, this next story comes from Popular Mechanics. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you got to look at all sources, Dave. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta find the hot topics. Well, everyone has their own fetishes. Uh, Dave, there's a plane out there called the E6B Mercury. Yes. So this right. plane was in airplane. Airplane. Yes. So this plane was introduced in the late '80s, and the plane's purpose was in case there was ever nuclear war, the most important people in our government would be able to hop aboard and make instructions to the nuclear triad to Word. instruct on launch codes, you know, without having to worry about getting blown up themselves because they'd be on this plane. Since this plane has the ability to to uh, pass on launch codes to the three nuclear deployment sites. It's known as the most deadly plane in the skies. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the plane was out the other day. It was uh, doing some routine flights, you know, make sure that everything's still on the up and up there. Mm -hmm. And it was out doing its flights and... One of its engines ingested a bird. What? And that's what the article oh, said. It said it ingested a bird. And that just made me think of the engine eating a bird. Anyways, the bird went into the engine and completely destroyed the engine. Oh! Literally, the engine Damn just bird. shut down. And the plane had to make an emergency landing. Now... Call me crazy, Dave, but if you're going to have a plane that's known as the deadliest plane in the skies, shouldn't it be able to withstand a bird? That thing like, is made to withstand nuclear war. Well, like I feel but like if that were Yeah, if that were the case, like, you know, other countries that are looking to to overcome this plane are like, "Hey, just shoot for the engine with a bird." Word. We could even try a bigger bird. How about like a pelican? That will just call this a plane to just explode on impact and be fantastic. Like, come on. It reminds me. It seems a lot like the Death Star in Star Wars where they're like, it's indestructible except for this one spot. If you hit that one spot, it just completely explodes. But aside from that, totally indestructible. Seems, seems like a flaw in their design plan there. They need to toughen up those engines. I'm just going to say. Just going to say. I agree. Uh, Dave, this next story comes from the Dayton Daily News because okay. apparently the uh, the suspect in this uh, story uh, Ohio was a, man. Yeah, he was an Ohio man. Uh, but the in incident occurred in North Huntington, uh, Pennsylvania. So, hmm. Dave, uh, have you ever tried? Uh, have you ever been trying to complete a task? And you've come to the realization that you're making that task way more complicated than it needed to be. I feel like that anytime I build a piece of furniture. Yeah. You're you're overcomplicated. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. I have to say it happened to this Ohio man. That's right. Luke Joseph Dell. 
Now, he wasn't doing anything good. Nope. Uh, he was up to no good, but he still was making his no good task way more complicated than it needed to be. So, apparently, uh, Mr. Dell decided that he was going to rob a bank. Hmm. Now, okay. no- now, normally, you would think, all right, need to choose a bank, need a couple of other variables, maybe a getaway driver, and I should be good to go. Well, Mr. Dell didn't exactly do that. Mr. Dell, last week on Tuesday, walked into a Bob Evans restaurant. And, yeah, yeah, Bob Evans restaurant. And he gave the manager a note claiming there were multiple bombs and an active shooter at two nearby high schools. Word. Yep. He did this while wearing a mask. Mind you, a very realistic-looking mask. Now, his theory of doing this was the restaurants would freak out, they would call the cops, the cops would go to the restaurant and the schools, and there would be no cops at the bank when he robbed it. So true. Um, Ah. Instead, the restaurant was like, man, that guy was weird. Somebody take a picture of that guy and get his license plate and the type of car he's driving. So they called the cops, gave them all this information, and since nothing was really going on at the schools, the schools just sent the kids home. The kids were at home. No police officers were at the schools. And then an officer driving down the road saw Mr. Dell in his car went up behind him, pulled him over. He, of course, was arrested for multiple things, and he told the cops about his plan on robbing the bank. Hmm. Later in the week, he had to go in front of the judge for his bail hearing. The judge denied Mm -hmm. him bail because of charges of making terroristic threats. Mr. Bell went on to explain that the terroristic threat of which he is accused is not really a threat. Just a warning to the schools. Wait, what? And the judge stopped him mid-sentence and was like, uh, uh, maybe you shouldn't really say anything without an attorney present. That's, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> what I think the judge was trying to say was, hey, Mr. Dell, you're in a hole right now. You should probably stop using that shovel. Just stop. Just put it down. I mean... The job of robbery planner doesn't exist. Nope. But Mr. Dell really should have talked to a robbery planner. They would have been like, wait, what? You're involving terroristic plots towards schools and you're going to a Bob Evans first? And you think that's going to result in less cops? Bob Evans, maybe not, but the rest of it sounded pretty good. I mean, he had a... Does he, does he realize this isn't Mayberry and part of the Andy Griffith show? Nope. This this town has more than two police officers. So true. They're not going to be like, well, we're stretched beyond our means. They got to go to the got to go to the high school, and that's going to at least take all of our force. So nobody's going to be here doing anything else. Like, it's probably not going to happen, Mister Dell. Probably, probably you overcomplicated a little bit. Just a little Good bit. Good try. Dave, this next story comes from another fantastic source. You were laughing at my source earlier. How do you feel about EMS1.com? Favorite. That's right. It's all about emergency Emergency response. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, so after this reading, uh, reading the story, I am going to say, Dave, that Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. might have a DUI problem. Hmm. Just uh, maybe. So early, that? early Thursday morning last week, uh, two police cruisers had pulled over a car that they suspected of drunk driving. While they were talking to the suspected drunk driver, another <laughs> drunk driver crashed in to their police cruisers. Oh, dang. What? Then the police officers called EMS to the scene because the drunk driver had been injured. When the EMS arrived on scene and began helping the injured individuals, another drunk driver ran into the EMS. Girl, come on! Oh, what the hell? That's like a movie. Yes. Three drunk drivers. Three drunk drivers. In total, two people were transported to the hospital with injuries, and uh, all three suspected drunk drivers were arrested. I mean, I know it's not a real big prize, but I guess the first drunk driver that was pulled over was like, hey, hey, at least I didn't run into anybody. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I may Come have on. been swerving lanes, but... I, I did didn't not hit anyone. I they were both my in. lanes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dave, this next story is from the New York Post. There we so, go. So we've highlighted uh, several reasons why you don't mess with Australia or Australians. So true. This next story highlights another reason for not messing with Australians. And I mean, don't mess with with this Australian. Nope. So Don't you do it. Christian Hargrave McKee. He was leaving a pub to go buy some food with his friends. When he That's was a approached great start to a story. Exactly. Got the munchies. Had to go get some food. Uh, by uh, he was approached by sixty year old Mark Thomas. Apparently the two had some beef. They were uh, mm. They were upset with each other, and the groups of friends started to fight. Hmm. Uh, In the middle of this fight, Mr. Thomas, the 60-year-old, pulled out a knife, and Christian said, Go on! F***ing stab me! What? Well, Mr. Thomas took that as a green light to stab him, which he did right in Christian's stomach. Jeez. But... Mr. Thomas made a big mistake because after he stabbed him, he let go of the knife. Let go of the knife. That's when Christian pulled the knife out of his own stomach and stabbed Mr. Thomas 11 times. Wow. Oh, my God. Crazy motherfuckers. Yeah. He he killed Mr. Thomas. And so that's... uh, uh, He was let go. Because it was self-defense. Obviously, Mr. Yeah. Thomas uh, stabbed him first. Um, first of all, Dave, I I would not think. Goodness gracious. I would not think about pulling that knife out. I would be more worried about the knife that was in my stomach, less so of pulling it out and stabbing somebody with it. Yes! Uh, second of all, call me crazy, Dave, but this situation seems to have gotten really out of hand. So true. I mean, this went from a, f- a friendly evening uh, post bar munchie sesh to stabbing to someone a, to death. A stabbing sesh. Yeah. And I mean, over the history of our show, I, I, I feel like this was over something very trivial. 
I feel like it was like salt and vinegar chips, as we've seen before mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> like yep. last and, one in the machine. And that's it, man. That's it. Uh, Dave, are you oh, ready God. for just a headline? Mm, give it to me. Okay. So this is where we're coming back to Grand Rapids. This headline comes from Metro Times. Quote, Grand Rapids named best place to die in the country. End quote. Wow. Word. Yeah. Wow. Not yeah. best place to live. Nope. The best place to die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think they earn that honor. I well, so apparently it's basically uh, they have the best hospice care, you know, and end of life Mm -hmm. care. Um, But I think if I was the editor of that paper, I would have told the author to change the title maybe to "Best Place to Live Before You Die." Maybe, maybe that should be because like. The actual process of dying, I feel like that's going to be pretty much the same no matter what city you're in. Yes! Don't think that's going to change too Fair. much, right? Fair. Like, I mean, yeah. it's going to be pretty much par for the course. I'm not going like, oh, I don't feel so good. Nope. Give me to Grand Rapids quick. Yes! Uh, oh, thank God I'm here. Now I can die. Oh, this is awesome. Now you feel better. Oh, so much better. Uh, Dave, this story comes from ABC Channel 10 in South Florida. Mm. Oh, South Florida. Dave, uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh Uber. Nope. Are you? I mean like I, I, and mm. well on certain occasions you need to use Uber. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You definitely. Know, for safety. Definitely. So you don't end up like uh, our friends in Austin. That's right. Uh, that's exactly. an important case. Or like if you're going to the airport, a lot of times are leaving an airport. Very nice in that situation as well. Yes! I sure. just, I mean, I've used them and it was easy, uh, but yeah. it just, it just feels weird. I'm just not a it's huge a awkward fan. awkward couple like, of I, minutes. Yeah. I feel even weirder in an Uber than I do in a taxi for some reason. I don't know what it is, but like, at least like a taxi, I'm like, this is your full daytime job. You're used to yeah, picking up people. This is your profession. This is, <laughs> with Uber, it's like they just, you know, got a ding on their, their phone while they're in the middle of dinner. Like, oh crap, side hustle. Yeah, get it. Like, it's weird. I don't know. I find it odd. Anyways. Uh, this story will really make you rethink Ubers. Hmm. Okay. So Bailey Braun, Bailey mm-hmm. Braun is a 15-year-old in South Florida, and she was hanging out with her boyfriend uh, when they decided to head across town back to Aventura. Um, they, mm-hmm. they they called an Uber, and the okay. Uber came and picked him up. And I'll let Bailey describe what went down. She said, quote... The driver was going to move his gun, Wait, what? and it went off. We just heard a big pop, and then we heard ringing in our ears. Bailey said, at first, she didn't feel anything. I didn't know I got shot at first. What? When oh, I mo- my gosh. When I moved my foot, I just saw blood coming out. Ew. The driver was like, hmm, I'm sorry. I didn't know it went off. I knew it was a gun when he said that. That's a fact. Hmm. I see. Oh my <laughs> gosh. When an Uber that, spokesman that may be the worst one ever. 
Yeah, yeah. When an Uber spokesman was reached by the news, uh, they said, this is deeply troubling. Word. And our thoughts are with the rider and her family. Uber has a strict weapons policy stating drivers and riders are prohibited from carrying firearms of any kind while using the app. Mm. The article then followed up that the driver had a concealed weapons permit and won't be charged. What? So What? I, yeah. So I've got several things here. First, Definitely. I laughed out loud when I was reading this story, and I got to the part of the driver saying, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh I didn't know it went off. Word. What? This is just like, hey, my bad. That was totally my gun there that shot you in the foot. Whoops. Sorry about that. Like, that's crazy. And then I'm a little confused about the driver not being charged with anything. Like, doesn't the fact that Uber has a strict no-gun policy cause the concealed weapons permit not to be applicable? Yeah! Like, yeah, it should cancel it out. Like, I feel like if you walk onto a university campus with a concealed weapon, then you are breaking the law because they are not allowed on campuses. Like... But it, it, apparently that doesn't count here. Just, whoops, gun went off. My bad. He was fired. I will tell you that. They did fire him. So he can't get a side hustle on anymore. So there you go. Good news. Uh, Bailey's fine. She's recovering in the hospital. Um, there we go. It went in the front of her ankle, came out her heel. I don't know all of the... Uh, all of the structures that it hurt, but uh, you would think a lot. There's a lot going on in that area. But, so uh, much in the foot. But she is recovering, so Bailey, hope you're doing all right. Shout out to Bailey. You might take out a little time before you get back on the old Uber horse again. But uh, nonetheless, just a little story out there. That will do it for Rip from the Headlines, Dave. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear... From our guest today, the fantastic Blackstone Cherry, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc A G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Mm, guys, download any music streaming app you can mm-hmm. find yes. or mm-hmm. podcast streaming, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Look up the Doc G Show. Mm-hmm. Download us. Mm-hmm. Go on our website, thedocgshow.com. Give us a rating. You'll love it. Listen to it. Tell your friends. Spread the world. Amen. 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 www.gshow.com. Dave, it's time to do some shout-outs. To do some shout-outs. Now, folks, uh, well, let me tell you, listeners, um, if you haven't been listening the last couple times, we've now split it up into regular, semi-regulars, and uh, newcomers. And we've got some, of course, new newcomers. That's right. Uh, we've got some new regulars. Uh, very excited. So first off, of course, shout out Jacksonville. Always, always big listens. Thank you, Jacksonville. Shout yeah. out. Uh, shout out to the next, the, the next biggest listeners, Columbia. Shout out to South Carolina. Shout out. Uh, yeah, amen. amen. Shout out to another one. This is a new one, Dave. A new regular. Shout out to Charleston. They've got it. They've been listening enough. Oh, They're regulars. The yep, Shout yep. Out. Shout out to Charleston. It's a good city, man. It's a relaxing city. Yes. I like Charleston a lot. Very good. Very good music town, too. Yes. Music oh, all yeah. over the place in Charleston. Uh, shout out, of course, to our African connection, Mozambique. Shout out to those guys. Yeet, Always yeet. been a part, been a, been a part of the crew for a long time. Shout out Hotlanta, of course. Hotlanta, keeping it real. Shout out. Shout out to our Italian brothers in Genoa, Genoa, Italy. Uh, mm. Exactly. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Citrus Heights, our West Coast connection. California, come through. Yes, indeed. Shout out. Shout out to Radford, Virginia. Yes, indeed. Shout and lastly, out. another newcomer, Dave. Shout out. Ooh. Ashburn, Virginia. New regular right there. Shout New out. regular. Virginia's yep. for Doc G lovers. Amen. 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 Hometown state. Hometown state. Uh, okay, let's go on to semi-regulars. First off, Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. If we get any more, if they keep it up, Dave, I'm I'm putting Ooh. them up. I'm putting them up to regulars. They've been the for like a G show. Listeners have been Dublin. Yeah, and they they've been they've been coming strong from Ireland, Dave. They've been representing for like a month and a half. They haven't missed a show, so I got to give it up to Dublin. Uh, second, Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany, Hamburg, Hamburg, coming coming in hard right there. If they come one more week, I'm putting them up as well. They're going oh, regulars as man. well. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, next semi-regular, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Uh, okay. Yeah. West yep. Coast. Then, of course, our, our North Connection, Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. Six. And then our Northeast Connection in the States, Princeton, New Jersey. Princeton. Oh, um, my peeps. Yep. Yep. And then lastly, Dave, we got a, uh, a new semi-regular. In the, the group. Kernersville, North Carolina. Kernersville. Welcome to the club, you guys. 
Yeah, it's right in the middle of the triad. It's right in between Greensboro, Winston-Salem, and uh, um, uh, High Point. There we go. That's the other part oh, of the triad. I didn't know go. that triad, so thank yeah. you for that knowledge. Yeah, it's on the west side of North Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. West side? Not, not as far west side as, as uh, Asheville, but more west than like Chapel Hill and Durham. That's your geography Got lessons, it. folks. There You're we welcome. go. Best friend. Okay, our newcomers. Here we go. Shout out to Guatemala City, Guatemala. Yes, oh, indeed. Guatemala. Okay. Here we go. Two coming from the UK, Dave. Nottingham, England. Shout out Notting- to Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah, Sheriff like of Nottingham. You gotta watch out for Robin Hood. Uh, shout out to Sheffield, England. Sheffield, England. Sheffield. Shout yes, out. and lastly, shout out to Merseburg, Germany. Merseburg. Oh, Merseburg. Yeah, some all cool, cool names. All newcomers, like international, international newcomers. Nice. The nice. Doc D Show, international. Amen. 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 Okay, Dave, it is time. Second birthday suit. Here we go. But let's do it. You got this one, too. Born on October okay. 30th, 1993 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Hmm. Oh, let me, let me for, for our former guest from Hawaii, let me, let me, Hawaii. There we go. Hawaii. You put in, Thank you. You got to do the, you got to do the multiple syllables or you're not saying it right. Uh, our <laughs> okay. birthday suit wearer grew up playing football and loving track. He uh, played quarterback for the St. Louis School in Honolulu. Uh, mm-hmm. His senior year, he was named to the NUC All-World Game alongside Johnny Manziel. That's right. Mm-hmm. In track and field, he made it to states in the 200-meter, long jump, and the 100-meter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, he ended up going to the University of Oregon for football. He won the Heisman in 2014. And he was picked second overall to the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota. Yes, Marcus Mariota is correct. That is right. There we go. I didn't know Marcus was so fast, man. Um, I didn't know that either. I mean, we knew yeah. he had like decent wheels for a quarterback, but like you don't think of him as being a track I guess- star. I guess you got so many people that are so crazy fast in the NFL. His fast doesn't look that fast. Word. Right, right. Which which would mean that I would look like Tom Brady out there or worse. Mm, so, okay. you know. Could you imagine us losing a 40 to Tom Brady? I, oh, I, I, I wake It'd be close. It'd be close. I wake up in set sweats every night thinking about it. Ah, <laughs> ah. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. Actually, I wake up in sweats thinking about that uh, picture of him at the combine, where he just looks like an mm, out of shape dweeb. dude. That you're like, yeah. what? This guy is the greatest of all time. Oh, he is. Okay, you know, go on to marry a supermodel and be like the greatest ever. Okay, cool. Word. Cool. I'll go on sucking in my Thank life. Thank you. Anyways, can dream. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Marcus Mariota. He hasn't uh, he hasn't got too many accolades, but he's amassed seventy six touchdowns uh, since he's been in the NFL, and uh, he's still the starting quarterback. So there you go, there you go, and he's turning the big two six. Enjoy it, Marcus. Enjoy Happy it, birthday, man. buddy. Okay, uh, Dave. Uh, you know me. I'm uh, I'm an entertainer uh, consumer. I like to get some entertainment. I consume it. 
I watch, I stream, I listen. I do all those things. You um, do. Well, recently on the radio, they've already commenced with ads for things revolving around Christmas. Hmm. And uh, now one of the things, and this may be a regional thing, it might just be right here, and maybe I'm just singling it out. Maybe I've just noticed this, but maybe, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the commercial, I can't get away from it. I keep hearing this commercial, and it's the commercial for the movie Last Christmas. Hmm. Mm. Have I haven't you, seen that one yet. You, try to avoid it. Yes! That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> Try to avoid it. Uh, so I looked it up today before the show because this thing has haunted me. This ad just follows me around. And it's listed on IMBD as a rom-com, mm. a romance mm. comedy. We love good and rom-coms. I do. I do. One of my favorite, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. What a good rom-com. Mac Attack. Yes. You can't go wrong. That's right. Um... But whoever created the advertisement for Last Christmas makes it seem like a preview for the Christmas apocalypse. Wait, what? Like, it's the creepiest, most frightening commercial for a Christmas movie I've ever heard. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's, it, it sounds in the the preview like someone definitely gets murdered at the end of this movie Jeez. like there are these creepy isolated bells in the background just like these just boom boom and they're like the christmas season a film for the decade and then you hear this main female character and she's like he's the only person that makes me feel like i exist what and i'm like what Oh, that's that weird. Like a horror movie, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what are you a ghost? Are you in exile? What the f is going on here? Why do you feel like you don't exist? Do you need to see a counselor? What is this? <laughs> There's not even a hint of happiness in this preview, Dave. Girl, come on. I thought that's what Christmas was supposed to be. I thought it was a joyous occasion. Like, I have no idea how this movie preview would inspire anyone to go see this movie. Nope. No idea. I mean, even the name is creepy. Last Christmas? Like, before you die? What is it? Last Christmas? Just seems creepy, man. Rethink it, advertisers. I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up, Dave. It's been bothering me. It's been bothering me. If you hear the ad, you'll get it. We'll do an update, yep. You'll get it. Dave, we haven't done this in a while, so I think we should update the listeners with this. I think we all need it. It's time for some news that doesn't suck. Sweet. Yes, please. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd. And whatever the doc wants to say now. Yes, yes. Dave, I have some things that don't suck here. In fact, I have two stories that go into the not sucking category. There we go. That's what now, I, like I, war to hear. I will warn you, Dave. The first story uh, starts with some major sucking, but it does U turn at the end with something that doesn't suck. So, okay. good. There you go. Good. So, 12 uh, year old Isaiah Payton uh, was leaving a high school football game in Atlanta back in August when gunfire broke out 
and mm. Isaiah was hit with a stray bullet in the spine that paralyzed oh him from the neck down. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Very tragic. Very tragic. I hate to I, hear that. Isaiah spent the last two months in the hospital recovering as best he could from the incident. Uh, but when he was ready to return home, he couldn't because his parents' house wasn't wheelchair accessible. Yeah. So he he was literally stuck at the hospital. And uh, that's when Shaquille O'Neal stepped in. Yes! Shaq. That, that's right. Shaq stepped in and said, I'll pay for a new house. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sha Shaq stepped in, bought a house. He said, quote, it's in a nice area. We're going to give them some furniture, TVs, all the, all the stuff. Shaq, getting it done. Shaq is the man. That's right. That's right. And I want to say shout out to Isaiah. I hope your new house is great, man. Shout battle out. through, man. That's tough. Kick that is a. super. That is super tough. But but battle through. Yes. That is un, un, uncalled for. And thanks to Shaq for doing what Shaq does. Nice doing guy. Doing the good thing. Also, I'll step in. Smart of Shaq or smart of Papa John's to enlist Shaq. Yes. You know they were getting some really bad PR with the original Papa John's. And they were yeah. like, "Who can, who can, who can counteract that?" Oh, I know who can. Shaq. That's right. Everybody likes Shaq. Shaq. He's happy and giant. And I really so, don't know a person who doesn't like Shaq. You gotta. I mean, I didn't like him when he was playing because everybody loved him so much as far as how good he was. And then eventually, I came mm -hmm. around. Like, man, he's really good. But after he retired, I was like, this dude's just all fun and games. I just like this guy. He's just a yeah. big, happy man. It's mm -hmm. good stuff. All right, uh, let's go to the next story of something that doesn't suck. So this one, all around, not suckage. Um, good, good. I don't so, need a roller coaster here. So Officer Kevin Zimmerman, he's an officer of the Milwaukee Police, uh, and he was driving along when he noticed a car in front of him with some registration issues. Hmm. So he, uh, he pulled the car over. And found Andrella Jackson uh, with her two little daughters. And noticed okay. a big pro he noticed a big problem with the kids. They weren't in car seats. Wait, what? Yeah, mm. yeah. which in most uh, states is obviously a ticket-worthy offense. Uh, Zimmerman asked Andrella about her daughters, and she explained that she couldn't afford the seats and that she had been struggling to find some proper winter clothing for her daughters. So uh, Officer Zimmerman let her go with a warning. Sweet. And uh, he was like, well, you, you need to work on that. And she was like, I'll, I'll try. I don't know what I can do. And when he left, he went to a nearby Walmart, used his own money, bought car seats, coloring books, and stickers for the two girls. He then went to Andrella's house to deliver the gifts. Not only that, oh. but he helped her install the seats in her car. That's right. Oh, that I love is that. right. Andrella that is spoke good stuff. That is that is things that don't suck, Dave. That is things that don't suck. Uh, Andrella spoke to a reporter the next day and said, "Now I'm able to finish getting coats." That saved me 70 something dollars on buying coats and hats and gloves. He's awesome. 
I really love him. I really appreciate everything that he did for me. Yes. 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 There we go, See, officer. Exactly. Exactly. See, Dave. See how much better uh, that story was than telling random kids in a skating park that you're going to shoot them in the f- face. Effing shoot them. So, yeah. So so much better. So much better. Way Shout out. better. <laughs> Shout out to Officer Zimmerman. Shout out. We need more officers. We could always use more officers like Officer Zimmerman living Amen. up to the oath to serve and protect. Nicely done, Officer Zimmerman. Nicely done. Dave, it's time for something else that we haven't done in a long, long time, Dave. Oh, what is it? Dave, it's time... For a little stop faking the funk. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, For the folks new to the show that haven't heard Stop Faking the Funks, uh, the the folks from uh, Sheffield, England, and uh, and, uh, Nottingham, England, here's a little something for you guys. Uh, This is where I give Dave two new headlines. One is fake. One is real. Dave must tell me which is which. He must tell me which is which. Oh, yeah. D- Dave, here we go. First headline. Highly aggressive cow leads police on a chase in Germany. Hmm. Or, next headline. Curious emu walks into Ohio woman's bathroom while she's showering. Hmm. Which which one is the real headline? Which one um, is the? I'm fake gonna headline? say the emu going into the bathroom is the real one. Hmm. You are incorrect. You're rusty, Dave. You're rusty. You're I rusty. Known. It it was too detailed. It was a little too detailed. Yes, it was. I tried to make it more unbelievable, so therefore you'd think it was more believable, if you see Dang what I did it. there. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Uh, well, Dave, uh, police in Germany said a, and they put this in quotations, highly aggressive escape cow Word. in Bavaria destroyed a greenhouse, <laughs> wrecked a scooter, damaged a police car and knocked its owner to the ground before being recaptured. (laughs) So the cow weighed uh, 1,300 pounds and uh, it escaped. The police were dispatched and told, and this again is in quotations, were told of an outraged bovine. Hmm. An outraged bovine. The police said that the owner uh, tried to capture the animal personally, but was knocked to the ground and sustained minor injuries. Jeez. Uh, I'd really like to know how the owner tried to capture him. Like, yeah, just did like he lasso the neck and like pull? Yeah, <laughs> or like, did did he think that like the cow was just gonna like you know be like, hey, he knows Tempted me, with it's treats. cool. I'll come over there, and the cow just like railed him with a back kick through a like uh, through a door. Just <laughs> ah! the uh, pursuers were eventually able to use emergency vehicles to box in the cow, and oh. uh, veterinarians used a blowgun to shoot the animal with a tranquilizer. The cow oh, wow. was was then safely returned to its farm. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. So that 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 was the uh, the outraged and the aggressive cow there, Dave. Uh, Dave, that's right. As good a fighter as this cow seems to be, I think uh, the owner should change its name to Muhammad Ali. Hi, oh yes, indeed. All right, Dave, are you ready? <laughs> it's time to talk to Ben Wells of Blackstone Cherry. We will be right back here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show. Today we have an amazing guest. We have the guitarist for the world-famous band Blackstone Cherry, Mr. Ben Wells. Ben, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty fantastic. Pretty good that you're on the show, man. Very excited. Um, Thank you. I'm glad to talk to you. I want to. I want to start by telling the uh, listeners how I actually I first saw Blackstone Cherry. It was 2008, Columbia, South Carolina. I went to actually go see Shine Down, and there was Hellstorm and Blackstone Cherry were on the ticket. And I never heard of you guys. Yeah. I I hadn't heard of Hellstorm either. And I came into the club. And Lizzie Hale is singing I Get Off and basically blew me against the wall. And I was like, geez. And I was like, how is the... She's amazing. I was like, how's the next band going to top that? And then you guys came out and a wall of sound hits me with Lonely Train. And I was like, all right, that's how they're going to top it. This band, this band's just as good, and so I've been a fan oh, ever you. since, man. I went and downloaded all the all the jams you had out then, and it's uh, it's you've been you've been making good songs since then for sure, for sure. Thank you, thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You guys got started in 2001 back in Kentucky and uh, back in Edmonton, Kentucky, and you guys have been uh, playing music really since you graduated high school. And I was wondering, did you ever have any, you know, other thing in your head besides music that you wanted to do in life, or has it always been music? Hmm. No, honestly, it's always been music, and uh, I think that's been the way with the four of us. Um, you know, we we um, we just set our minds to it, and we dedicated our, our our lives all throughout high school together to to write and perform and practice and practice and that's all we did um, mm-hmm. every single day um you know and that's why when a lot of if a lot of young bands will come to us and ask us um you know some advice and stuff we always say you know you have to really dedicate yourself to what you want to do you know yeah. um, you can't just do if you want to play music you know you can't just treat it as a hobby or a pastime it has to be you know um your thing and you have to be willing to sacrifice some things and and, and that's what we did you know and i think yeah. um I think that really helped. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Well, I've I've heard you talk about your inspirations a lot, and you always mention uh, Aerosmith and Elvis uh, as two right. huge influences. Uh, with with those two influences, what would you say you took from them or learned from them? Tried to recreate in your music and your shows from Elvis and, and Aerosmith. Hmm. I would say just the uh, the showmanship, you know. Um, uh, especially when you know when it comes to Elvis, you know, just the, the him as a performer and uh, entertainer, 
um, was was out of this world, yeah. uh, and really ahead of his time when he started out. Um, and you know, he was just a total package. You know, the way he conducted himself and treated others. Um, so that was really just rubbed off on me just to to be you know an entertainer. And mm-hmm. same goes with Aerosmith. You know, they're extremely entertaining as well. And and then I got more into the guitar side with with Aerosmith, of course. You know, yeah. Um, in the music music side, so uh, those two were the, the titans. Um, yeah. That really, you know, and still to this day, I'm so. I get chills when I listen to, to both of them just because they're still such a huge part of my life. Nice, nice. Well, you know, you sort of, you do that to a degree now to a, a lot of the uh, the bands out there. And I actually, we had on the, the show a couple months ago, Blacktop Mojo, and they mentioned you guys right. as inspiration. How's that feel as a band to know now you're inspiring other generations of bands these new coming bands you know it is pretty i mean it's extremely humbling uh, and surreal because we don't consider ourselves anything you know crazy special we're just four dudes from kentucky you know yeah. um so when any time anytime that you know we have somebody just man we started playing because of you guys or you guys are a huge inspiration you know yeah. it kind of takes you back yeah. and, you know it's just, it's extremely it's rewarding and it's humbling and, and when you hear that that means more to us than any kind of award or or radio play or any of that kind of stuff you know to know yeah. that you've affected somebody that, that made them want to do something um it's pretty incredible yeah yeah well you guys yourselves have played with all kinds of those legends i mean you guys recently did a whole bunch of shows with alice cooper what which had to be pretty awesome yeah that was incredible who who would you say that has invited you on stage to play with that you were most sort of intimidated or taken back to play with that they were like yeah come out on stage with us and you were like whoa i'm playing with who i would def- i'll definitely say probably the, this it's probably the alice cooper we got to get up and do schools out with him and uh when i was up there um they had me take the first guitar solo and he came over and put his arm around me and yeah. while i was playing and singing i'm like man this is this is totally bizarre right now you know <laughs> uh, just to know that such an icon, a legend, you know, and it was just, um, I still look at photos from that in, in disbelief. And uh, I had just full body cold chills the whole time. Uh, Chris and I both did just <laughs> being up there with him. And it was amazing. Nice. Well, did you ask, I, I gotta ask, did you ask Alice Cooper about him meeting Elvis? Hmm. Because I've heard, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I heard the whole story. Yeah. He, uh, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. He told me all about meeting Elvis <laughs> Uh, he he's just such a such an awesome person. Nice, nice. Well, real quick on Elvis. About five years ago, uh, you you had long hair and you cut it, and you've been sort of rocking a short do. It seems a little Elvis inspired. Mm. Would would you say there was any sure. El, there was Elvis inspiration in the in the hairdo? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've always loved that hairstyle and uh that was one of the things i just got tired of the long hair and i said okay well i'm gonna do it short but i'm gonna i'm gonna do the hairstyle that really i've always wanted to do you know nice uh, so him and uh and uh you know brian fetzer for sure is another huge influence so that was i had to kind of uh you know steal that a little bit it take it takes more effort right with the the short hair now it, you got to do it every every night it's it, so true it's it's a it lot does, easier you know, with is. the long hair you can just let it fly now you got. Now you got yeah, prep. I have less tangles. 
less tangles after a show, so that's good. That's true. That is very true. Uh, well, along with Elvis, it seems like you're you're into a lot of retro things. You you drive a, a Bel Air, and I've noticed uh, that m- maybe some of the listeners don't know you seem to be a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. You've got a, a, am, a yes. pretty ridiculous collection of Star Wars memorabilia. I do. I've been a Star Wars fan all my life. Um, nice. Ever since I was just really little. Um, and I just love the whole, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the story, the characters, the toys. Um, uh, I just, I, I love toys anyway. I love collecting toys and especially some of the vintage stuff. And yeah, I've got a little room up in my basement dedicated to, dedicated to, Star Wars and some horror movie toys and things of that nature. It's just, I like a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> well, I got, I got to ask, how do you feel about the the prequel trilogies and then the sequel trilogies? Once, once uh, Disney honestly, took over. Uh, uh, I was honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan of the prequels. I know we need, we needed the stories, but uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of those movies. Yeah, uh, I love. I love what Disney has done. I know and a lot of people, you know, have their opinions on it. But what it's doing is it is, is reintroducing Star Wars to a whole new generation of people. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you're a true Star Wars fan, you have to be happy that uh, it's still just as big or bigger now than yeah. it ever was. You know, and, and without Disney, we wouldn't have that. Yeah, they definitely put a lot of effort. It seems like, and and they they tried to to live up to the uh, to the name for sure, for sure. Right. Uh, well, back to your back to the band. Uh, I think something that uh, doesn't really get mentioned enough about you guys is that you've had the exact same members for eighteen years, no changes. Which I mean, right? That almost never happens. I tr- I tried to think about it leading up to this interview, and I was like, who else has done that? That has been you know as big as you guys have, but also. As long for 18 years, the only two bands I could think of was U2 and ZZ Top. Yes. That was the only other bands. Yeah. How, how have you guys managed to do that for for 18 years and 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 no changes? I think our mentality is that we're friends before we're a band, and mm. you know, um, obviously we make we make a living together and we're in business together. But family and our friendships with each other is the most important, and that comes first, you know, nice. and then the business comes. So I think that's kept it healthy, and you know we love each other and we love what we do. We we really wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. So yeah. you know um, we, we make decisions together. Everything is shared equally. So you know we just took out anything that would cause any drama. We just took it out. Nice. Well, I, I think the uh, something that goes along with that is you you guys still you still live in Kentucky. Um, did did you right. guys ever consider living anywhere else when you were coming up as a band, or was it always obvious that you were going to stay in kentucky no we love we love kentucky we love uh we love our small town yeah you know we're comfortable there i mean it's fun to travel and and see other big cities and different places all over the world but we uh we're very proud to be from kentucky and and love small town life very nice very nice well uh, along that same line i like to get to know my guests hometown by knowing the food around their hometown area so if I'm coming to the Kentucky, Glasgow, Bowling Green, Edmonton area, in that area, if I ask you, where should I eat? I've got one one meal. Where are you telling me to go eat? Hmm. In Glasgow, you had one meal. I would tell you to go to this place called Fine Arts Bistro. It's a place around our square, and 
all, we all love that place, and uh, they have they brew their own coffee. They have, make their own food is made freshly every day, and it's all locally sourced food. Nice. Um, so uh, it's all you know bought from local farmers or the farmers market, uh, and it's really good. It's just a really really neat eclectic artsy spot, and uh, you know that's probably the most local thing that we have in our town. We're very lucky to have something like that. Yeah. I always like to when when guests are straight on with it. Sometimes I get people that are like, nah, I don't know. We don't really have anything. And I'm like, your town has two million people in it. There's got to be something. And they're like, nah, I don't really have right. anything. That's, I'll have to, next time I come through, I'm checking it out. Yes! Uh, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. Yes! Let's talk about the new album, uh, Back to the Blues, or Back to Blues 2. Obviously, blues is a huge part of rock music. It's a big part of Blackstone Cherry. How did you guys initially look at each other and say, let's do a full blues cover album back in 2017? And when you did that, did you know you were going to do another album? Or was this a, a decision like, hey, the first one went so well, let's do another? Yeah, you know, what, what, what the good thing is it's not a, necessarily a full album. It's just a EP of just... Like the, the first one was six songs. This one is six songs mm-hmm. uh, because we, we to just enough, but not um, you know over to it. Blues we grew up playing that kind of stuff, and uh, we just picked some of our favorite blues artists, blues songs, and then uh, and narrowed it down. And the first one did go over. People really loved it, and then uh, I think it was an obvious thing for us to say, okay, well. Um, let's do another one, you know, because we can do it so easily yeah. um, and quickly. You know, we we did this one in like four or five days, um, and the first one as well. So, and plus, it allows us to introduce our music to a young audience that isn't really familiar with it, and that's pretty that's pretty rewarding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, so you got songs. Uh, from Freddie King, Robert Johnson, Otis Rush, uh, Howlin' Wolf, Elmore James, Sun House on this new uh, album. Since the album Kentucky, you guys have actually been producing the albums as a band. Um, how, how do you think that's helped the music since you started doing that? It's really just allowed us to do whatever we want to do, you know? I mean, um, you know, it's very freeing to know that with the studio... It's just us. We make the decisions, and we know what we want to sound like. And you know, um, it's not to say that we we still learn things all the time. But, uh, when it comes to music, you know, no sense of us paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for somebody else to sit in a room and tell us what to do. You know, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you you don't see yourself uh, at this stage in the career ever going back to to other producers, outside producers. I, mean, I can't ever say that because you know you never know. But at this point, um, you know we're pretty comfortable doing it the way we've been doing it. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, one other thing on the new EP, uh, Yates McKendry makes several appearances on uh, on keys there on the album. How did that come about? Hmm. We've known uh, his dad played on Family Tree, played all the piano and, and organ stuff on Family Tree, mm-hmm. and. Um, Yates is his son, and mm-hmm. uh, we just Yates is a phenomenal player. He's only 18 years old, and he's world class. And yeah, he uh, he came in there, and just I mean, he knocked it out of the park. I mean, he really added some cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, the album is awesome. I'm sure our listeners are excited about it. Ben, we are up against a break, but I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Yes, listeners, make sure you check out Back to Blues 2. It comes out November 1st. 
Check out everything Blackstone Cherry on their website, blackstonecherry.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Blackstone Cherry Official. And don't forget, they have two shows coming up here in Florida at Stockyard and Holiday on uh, November 15th and at the Ranch Concert Hall in Fort Myers on the 16th. Right now, let's take a listen to Death Letter Blues off of Back to Blues 2 right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc A G a show. You just heard Blackstone Cherry, man. Blackstone Cherry. And hell yeah. And that was Ben Wells with me right there. Their guitarist. Fantastic. Thanks to Ben for coming on the show, man. Can you believe it? 18 years those guys have been together. Jeez. 18 years. Crazy, man. Blood's thicker than water with those guys. That's what that's what, what? comes out to. And I guess they're not actually blood related, so I, I can't say that. So that was stupid. But um you know <laughs> they're friends. So friendly blood, whatever that is. But uh, you know, I mean they're just they're friends that are like, hey, we're gonna stick together, man. We're 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 not taking the business over our They're friendship. Thick and thin, yeah, yeah, it's Im- for sure. Impressive, man. Impressive. Me and you, we need to head up. We need to head up to Kentucky. We need to get some food. It's going to be fantastic. That's right. We're going to get some farm to table service. Then we'll try to find the guys in Blackstone in, Cherry, and they'll be like, "Oh Jesus, it's that guy." What? <laughs> that guy from the show again. Oh God. Girl, come on. And don't get me wrong, listeners. It's not because they're not nice people it's because we suck it is definitely all on our side it's all our fault just yeah just us just us but nonetheless they were nice enough to come on the show we want to thank you blackstone cherry and if you guys haven't got the album go out check it out stream it back to blues 2 do it all kinds of great jams a blues artist right there dave it's time for the second birthday suit the third. Oh, the third. third. Oh, my gosh. What am I doing with my life right now? Thank you for the correction. Girl, come on. Oh, no. It's okay. Gosh. What is wrong with me? I, 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 it was like Blackstone Cherry was Jim Bean. I don't know what was going on. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? Hmm. You got to get... Let's okay, go. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, Dave... I got to get an affirmation that you are ready. Okay. Born. Dude, I'm always ready. You don't need an affirmation. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's got me hyped now. Uh, born on October 30th, 1735. In, oh, my gosh. Yes. In Braintree, Massachusetts. We've used Braintree before, my friend. Uh, our birthday suit wearer's father was a deacon. Our birthday suit wearer was very studious and made it to Harvard College in 1751. After graduating, eventually he decided to become a lawyer. Hmm. He earned a law degree in 1758 from Harvard. When the Boston Massacre occurred in 1770 and five citizens of Boston were killed by British soldiers, our birthday suit wearer represented the commander of the soldiers. Because even though he believed in Americans, he also believed that no person should be denied the right to counsel and a fair trial. That's right. He became a member of the Continental Congress in 1774 as a member of the Massachusetts delegate. Our birthday suit wearer signed the Declaration of Independence. 
He became the commissioner of France and then the ambassador to the Dutch Republic. Hmm. In 1789, our birthday suit wearer became the first vice president of these United States of America. Our birthday suit wearer became the second president in 1797. Number two, after George Washington. Number two, our John Adams. John Adams is correct. Yes, indeed. Founding, founding father John Adams. He, pretty fantastic miniseries. If you never ever seen that miniseries on uh, HBO, pretty solid. I got pretty. Oh no, I've done. Yeah, it's it. pretty jacked about that. I think it came out in two thousand eight. I'm pretty sure 2008 while okay. while back Paul Giamani he was uh he was John Adams and uh, he did a fantastic job. Uh John Adams died on Independence Day in 1826, the 50th anniversary of the first Independence Day. That's right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and not only that, but him and Thomas Jefferson died on the same day. Like, they literally both... Yeah, that's weird, yeah, man. Pretty crazy, man. Pretty crazy. And I would like to point out as well, him and his son, John Quincy Adams, were the only presidents out of the first 12 presidents of this country that never owned any slaves. So true. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he was against... Shout out to not owning there slaves. There you go. He was against slavery, and his son, John Quincy, was even more vocal about it. He was even more against... Uh, both of them considered it ad- abhorrent, abhorrent uh, behavior and did not believe in slavery at all. But John Quincy was known as more almost an abolitionist in his later uh, political career. So shout out to both of them for that. Fantastic. Uh, shout out to John Adams. Happy Definitely. birthday, John Adams. Founding father, October 30th. Uh, Dave... We don't we don't normally do uh, uh, actual topics in the news nope. uh, that aren't weird usually, but th- yeah, this one I I wanted to mention one thing uh, well two things that I found very weird about this. Uh, so there was some really big news over this past weekend. Uh, Abu Bakr mm-hmm. uh, al Baghdadi, uh, the leader of ISIS, was killed. Um, oh, yeah, by Delta Force. Yeah, the Delta Force uh, stormed in, killed him. Uh, he was the leader of ISIS, or at least the figurehead of ISIS. And there were two things that I found extremely interesting about this. The first thing was, uh, you know, a lot of the media was like, hey, uh, are you sure it was this dude? Hmm. And they were like, yeah, we got some DNA on the scene and we confirmed it with his DNA. And I was like, what? Word. You're, how did you, you have this DNA? You guys are telling me that you ran this DNA test in like 12 hours, and it takes Ancestry.com six to eight weeks to get back to me with my DNA kit? Oh, come on. <laughs> Seems a little ridiculous, guys. That's on you, Ancestry. Come on. Jeez. Speed your process up. Delta Force is kicking you all over the curb. Jeez, ridiculous. <laughs> and then they were talking about Baghdadi, right? And they're like, oh, is this gonna is gonna mean that that ISIS is done? And they're like, well, not really, because they they don't really need a figurehead. 
they believe in a they 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 have a belief system, not really a, a, a leader that they believe in. They're, they don't really follow. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, and they were like, uh, well, uh, also, ISIS already had people picked out that were going to be their next figurehead, hmm. and they're like, really? And they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, they choose them because they know they're going to be dead soon. And I was like, what? I mean, like, I get it. ISIS, they're pretty crazy characters, right? And obviously, uh, they're uh, pretty, um, I don't know what you would consider it, um, uh, close to death, right? But I feel like I'd be a little hesitant if I was the leader and I walked into our next meeting and they were like, hey, there's the guy that's going to replace you. What? Yeah, when you die, because you're totally going to die, that's the dude that's going to... But like, there's not a, a like a one percent chance. No, no, you are so dead. What? You're I don't. I think I'm gonna pass on this job, guys. Is there a second in command I can take? Maybe a third? Maybe a part-time position? Like that seems very fatalist. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. But I just two things I noticed, Dave, that I had to point out. Dave, this is. This is a point where I talk about our great upcoming shows. Yes! And we've got some great upcoming shows. Dave, I am fired up about the next two weeks. Next week, we have Grammy winner. That is right. Grammy winner. Fantastic Negrito in in and on the Doc G show. I can't wait. We are going to talk about his, his rise in the music community. His busking, his playing around town that he used to do. Oh, we're going to talk about it all with him, man. Then, the next week, we have CMT performer performed on the CMT Awards. Say what? Two number one singles, Mr. Jordan Davis. Very excited about this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fantastic guy. Very nice guy. Fantastic beard. I'm going to try to calm down my beard envy. I'm trying to try not to get too too envious during the uh, interview. Uh, there you go. On, on top of that, we've got the great new band out of New York, Missing You. They're coming on the show. We've got a return guest that I'm very excited about. He's got a new band. He's got a new album coming out. The Reverend Sean Amos. He's coming on the show again. I mean... My goodness, Dad. There we go, man. My goodness. And then in December... That's what we like to hear. Upcoming, we've got Drake Freeman, fantastic southern rock singer right there. He's going to be performing live in the studio. I'm so excited about all these. Yes! It's just... It's, it's, it's all happening, Dave. It's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah, it is. I can't wait. I can't wait. But that has been the Doc G Show. We're going to have to wrap it up for this edition. Until next time, I have been your host. Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Berlusconi, Berlin. Hmm. Everyone, enjoy your victory Wednesday. Mm. Go Jags. Mm. Duval. Mm. And then have a happy Halloween mm. tomorrow. Da- uh, real quick, Dave, on that that topic, I've seen I've seen Minshew Mania sweeping Halloween. Yeah, Been all kinds of folks. A lot, lot of costumes going. A lot, lot of mustaches coming out. Young and old. Yeah, mustaches coming out. Headbands coming out. Cool aviators. Cool blazers jorts. and and jorts coming out. I like it. 
I like. I mean, it's a little bit oh, overdone. Yeah. It's not nearly as overdone as Post Malone, nope. but I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's very good. Keep keep doing you, Duval. I love keep it. being Minshew. I like it. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. <laughs>